Hey everyone, Chuck Underwood here, and welcome to the brand new Vegan Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the brand new Vegan Podcast, episode number six. Well, these things are just coming right along, aren't they? Um, hope you guys are getting some value out of them. Love the comments so far. Be sure and uh, let me know how you think I'm doing and if you think I need to do something different or different topic or a particular topic, please let me know. Today, I thought we would talk about something that I hear a lot of, and I'm sure you will too, especially if you're brand new to this vegan thing, this plant-based thing. You're going to hear this sooner or later, and I've talked about it briefly in some of the other podcasts. Today, we're going to go into a little more detail about protein. Because you know you're going to hear it if you haven't heard it already. You're vegan? Where are you going to get your protein? Oh, I had friends who went vegan and they couldn't get enough protein. Or, yeah, you have to have your protein or you're going to get sick. Or, I'm bodybuilding, I work out. I need protein to, to build my muscles. Yeah, that kind of thing. So first off, let's talk about how much do we really, really need. So the World Health Organization, they recommend that men and women get 5% of their total calories per day from protein. So if you're a man and you're burning about 3,000 calories a day, which is a lot, and in, in, in my standard, that's a lot, that's 38 grams. And for a woman, if you're burning 2,300 calories a day, that would be about 29 grams. So 29 to 39, something like that. And if you think about it, when we need protein the most, like our first two years of life when we're growing, we get that 5% protein, which is exactly the amount that's in mother's breast milk, 5%. So even if you're an adult and you're eating the right foods, right? What I've been talking about, eating your rice and your corn, your oatmeal, your beans, stuff like that. Rice is 8% protein, corn is 11%, oatmeal 15%, spinach 51%, potatoes 8%. You're going to get your protein if you eat the right foods. It doesn't have to be meat, doesn't have to be dairy, doesn't have to be all that fake soy stuff. Just whole, regular, everyday, real foods. And if people ask you, just tell them there's never been a recorded case of protein deficiency ever. I mean, look at the largest, strongest animals on the earth, right? Elephants, buffalo, giraffes, horses. I mean, we used to measure everything in horsepower. They were so powerful, so strong, right? Yeah, all their protein comes from plants. They're all vegan. So it's no different for us. In fact, if you want to really get down to it today... We get too much protein, way too much protein, and that causes a lot of problems. Osteoporosis is a problem from having too much protein because your body's actually going to steal the calcium from your bones to counteract all of that acid from the meat and dairy. That's something the dairy industry doesn't really tell you. It stresses out our livers and our kidneys because we're going to be peeing most of that protein out anyway. Your body's not going to use it all. Kidney stones, another byproduct of too much protein. I worked with a guy 
one of my last jobs. And so far in the what, 10 years I've known him, he's been in the hospital twice for kidney stones. Why? Paleo diet. Lots of meat. So, yeah, we get way too much. So if we only need, let's say, a guy needs 38 grams of protein and the woman needs 29, how much are we actually getting? Because I say we're getting way too much. How much are we actually getting? Yeah, guys get about 102 grams. This is average today. And women about 70. So again, way too much. We're proteinaholics, which is a title of a very good book from one of my heroes, Dr. Garth Davis. He wrote this book on the exact subject of getting too much protein, especially here in America. He's a bariatric surgeon in Houston. And uh, like I said, he's one of our plant-based heroes, along with Dr. McDougall and Dr. Barnard and all the others. He's got a video that really goes into this, a lot more detailed than me. And I'll put a link to that down in the show notes. I really, really recommend you watch it. He, he points out a couple of things in this video. America is the third largest consumer of protein in the world. Think about that. And what do we get because of all that protein that we supposedly need so much of? We get one of the lowest life expectancies out of all these countries they compared. Of course, we know we spend more money on health care because of all that problems we get from the meat and the dairy. We also have most obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer out of all these countries. I mean, really, it, it just, it, it's so obvious. So do we really need more protein? I like Dr. McDougall's quote. He says, if that was true, that the protein we eat, because, you know, we're building muscle, we need that protein. If that protein we eat directly translates to the muscles we wear, everybody would look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And isn't that true? Obviously, that's not the case. So besides the protein, and I really hate that word. I wish that we would just talk about food and not talk about protein. Oh, I got to have my carbs. Oh, I got to have my protein. Oh, I'd, I need the healthy omega-3 fats. Forget the macronutrients. Forget all that garbage. Just my recommendation, and from what I've been learning from my plant-based docs that I follow, including Dr. Davis, eat food. Nature has put in that apple the exact amount of protein, fat, and carbs to nourish your body. The same with that orange, that banana, that grain of wheat, that ear of corn, that potato, that carrot. Nature's already taken care of all the protein and the fats for us. We don't need to add extra protein. Protein powders, protein shakes, protein burgers. I saw, what was it? I was at the grocery store the other day and I was looking for pasta, looking for the uh, brown rice pasta, which is what I like. But no, they've got the typical processed white flour pasta, but now with more protein because, you know, we really do need all that protein. I mean, it's, it's really getting ridiculous. So again, what I said before, stop focusing. If you're doing this, stop focusing on the protein. Stop focusing on the healthy omega-3 fats or how many carbs you're getting. And just focus on food. Just eat real whole foods and you'll be fine. 
Now, there is a protein that's becoming more and more popular that we really, really should stay away from. And if you can tell already, we, we get way too much protein as it is. But in the vegan food market, which is becoming huge, I mean, the food industry sees this, really. They see how fast our little segment of the market is growing. So they are doing everything they can, you better believe it, to get their piece of the pie. Because it's a huge market, and it's very profitable. Especially if they're using, you know, junky foods like uh, high fructose corn syrup, which they can make dirt cheap. And the, you know, the isolated soy proteins from all the GMO soybeans that are out there for the cattle feed and everything else. It's, it's just crazy. So um, what I'm talking about avoiding is the processed convenience junk foods. What's that got to do with protein? Most of those burgers and cheeses and meat crumbles and whatever, they're full of something called isolated soy protein. Now, don't get me wrong. Soy is not a bad thing. I eat a lot of tofu myself. Traditional soy is not bad. Soy has been a staple in, in Asian cultures for centuries. And their heart disease and hypertension, stroke, breast cancer, prostate cancer, osteoporosis, diabetes, obesity even, all of their disease levels are way lower than what we have here in the States. So it's not traditional soy. And when I say traditional soy, I mean edamame, the soybeans, the organic tofus, miso, tempeh, stuff like that, the fermented stuff. Now, what I'm talking about is the processed soy. Again, Asians have been eating soy for 5,000 years. It's not a problem. It's the processed stuff. And Dr. McDougall has a, a whole talk on soy in his April 2005 newsletter. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for you too. Yeah, Anything with isolated soy protein. And this is going to be mostly in those processed foods. The soy burgers. I won't name brands, but you know which ones I'm talking about. The veggie burgers. The chicken patties. The meat crumbles, cheese, the protein shakes. If it's convenience food and you just throw it in a microwave, yeah, it's probably got it in it. So you need to really look at that. Now, why? Why is this protein any worse than other protein, the regular protein? Any kind of protein, even the meat protein, dairy protein, they promote the growth of a hormone that we make in our body called IGF-1. That stands for insulin-like growth factor 1. Now, it's a growth hormone, so that's a good thing, especially, like again, what I said, when we're first two years of our life, when we're really trying to grow as fast as we can, it's very important. As we get older, it's not so important. We don't need to grow anymore. And IGF-1 is not picky. It doesn't just grow the good cells. It grows the bad cells, too. It promotes all growth, good and bad. So, any abnormal cell you might have in your body, think cancer cells, yeah, it grows those too. And it causes premature aging. It makes us grow faster. So at our age, as we get older, we want low insulin-like growth factor one levels, as low as we can get. They did a study, and I'll put a link to a video from Dr. McDougall in here for you in the show notes so you can watch it. They did a study of mice, and they genetically modified these mice to naturally have very low IGF-1 levels. They live 40% longer. 
They looked younger. They were more resistant to disease. They had better vision, joints, bones, their immune system. I mean, everything about them was better. The lower you can get that IGF-1 level in your body, the better. It's called insulin-like growth factor because it looks and acts like insulin, which insulin is also a growth hormone. But IGF-1 is a lot stronger than insulin. So what else promotes IGF-1 besides the isolated soy protein? I've already mentioned the meat protein. We know that. And that's why I say don't worry about just protein. Just eat food. Don't eat your macronutrients. Don't eat proteins and carbs and fat. Just eat food. You'll get all the protein you need naturally. But dairy is also a huge promoter of insulin growth factor one. And the dairy industry, they know this. They know it and they use this. I mean, their slogans, milk builds better bones, right? Stronger bones. Yeah, the problem with dairy protein is it causes way higher levels of IGF-1 than even meat. So, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. What is dairy for? What is milk for? Cow's milk, it's, it's there to grow a 60-pound calf to a 600-pound cow as quickly as it can. That's what it's for. So if all the other parts of dairy that we know are so scary, this is one of the big ones. We, we don't need it. We don't need to grow any faster, any, any larger. Yeah, dairy is a whole different subject that maybe we'll get into one day, but we're vegan, right? We don't need dairy anyway. But back to soy... Soy is just as bad, if not worse, than dairy, the isolated soy protein. There was a study in 2003 of a group of people, and again, I'll put links to uh, resources here in the show notes. 2003 study, a group of people, they were either given 40 grams of cow milk protein a day or 40 grams of soy protein a day. The milk protein made their IGF-1 levels go up 36%. The soy protein, 69%. So soy protein is like twice as bad as dairy, as bad as dairy is. You know, 40 grams of isolated soy protein, you know, what is that? Well, we were talking about those burgers, those chicken patties, right? One of those chicken patties for lunch and a couple of burgers for dinner, there's your 40 grams. Or what about those little sausages you can buy, the breakfast sausage, right? Four of those. You've got your 40 grams. So you can see the isolated soy protein, it's it's bad. And that's what I want you to stay away from. And as I was trying to show, it doesn't take a lot of it to get that 40 grams. Not at all. Now, another protein that you may hear about is isolated pea protein. And once again, our lovely food industry being as... uh, resourceful as it can possibly be is taking something natural like green peas and and somehow chemically however they do it sucking the protein out of this natural food and using just the protein itself to make other foods it's exactly what they're doing with the isolated soy protein it's crazy it's 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 processed it's not natural don't eat it. Um, I think there's a new burger on the market that bleeds because they use beet juice or whatever. I think it has the isolated pea protein. I've seen some of the protein shakes now that they kind of highlight on the label, isolated pea protein because people are so scared of soy. 
Yeah, it's processed food, folks. It's junk food. If it comes in that frozen box and you can just throw it in your microwave or whatever, or if it's a powder that you mix with water or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. That's not real food. If we could just, as America, as a country, if we could just get away from our grocery store, really, go back to the old days where we all had our gardens and just grow a garden with real natural food in it, we would be so better off. And I'm sure that our, 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 our health would improve overnight. And of course, our healthcare costs would drop like a rock. But as we well know, that would put a lot of people out of business because there's a lot of money to be made in all these processed foods. And there's a lot of money to be made helping us get those pills and all the procedures and stents and everything else to you know keep us alive because we're eating all that junk food. It, it, it's, it's a racket. It's sad. But that's kind of the state that we're in. Here's a really cool quote I, I saw when I was watching the uh, Dr. Davis video, and it's so true. It's by a guy named Wendell Berry, and it goes like this. People are fed by the food industry, which pays no attention to health. And we're treated by the health industry, which pays no attention to food. Is that, is that true or what? Especially nowadays. So, this is my talk on protein. I don't know what else I can say except that apple, that banana, that orange... That salad, the spinach, the carrots, the cucumbers, the potatoes, the rice, all the starches, all of our natural foods have protein in them. And this goes with fats, too. I had a lady unsubscribe from my email list the other day. Why? Because she found out that I don't promote olive oil. That's a whole other topic. It's processed coconut oil. It's processed. And we'll probably spend another podcast just on the oil part, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that get confused over that too. We don't need extra protein. We don't need extra fat. We don't need extra anything. What we need is carbs. We need carbs and fiber, because the people who eat the most carbs and fiber all throughout the world are some of the healthiest people on the planet. Look at the five blue zones. Now, if you've never heard of this, there are five different areas of the world. And I'll put a link down in the show notes for you so you can kind of look at this stuff too. But the two big ones that, that I look at anyway are one, Okinawa, Japan. And we only have one here in the United States. That's the other one I'm going to talk about. And that's in Loma Linda, California. And Loma Linda is big for its um, Seventh-day Adventist population which are pretty much vegetarian. So why are these areas of the world picked out? Why are they different from everywhere else? The people in these areas live longer naturally than anywhere else on the world. I mean, healthy, active lives into their 80s, 90s, 100s. They have more centurions than anybody else. And they're, they're walking, I've seen videos, they're climbing trees, they're, they're cooking, they're, they're still 
their brain's still working. They, they can still have conversations. They're not crippled in a wheelchair or in a bed like they are here in America. It's, it's night and day difference. And what is it? Let's say Okinawa. What's so different there? Most of their calories come from carbs. It's a, like a purple sweet potato. They eat a lot of rice. Potatoes and rice, those are starches that Dr. McDougall's been saying for the last 40 years that we need to eat more of. Plenty of fiber, plenty of vitamins, plenty of minerals, phytonutrients, everything that we're supposed to be eating. They may eat a little bit of meat. There's debate over that. But it's not much compared to the amount of calories they get from their sweet potatoes and their rice. And the same with Loma Linda, California. They're vegetarians. They eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits. I'm sure they eat a lot of starches and carbs too. So, yeah, not too much focus on protein in these countries and look how long they live. So I think that's going to about wrap up this episode. I hope it's been useful, maybe controversial. I'm sure there's a lot of people that you know who would argue a lot of these points. And so, again, I will put all of the resources that I mentioned in the show notes. So you can click on the videos, click on the articles, whatever, and show them. But again, I hope it's been useful. I think it's important because I see it even here in my own home, the, the protein craze, working out, protein bars, protein shakes, got to have my protein and I tell them, just eat food and you'll get your protein. And they look at me like I'm a crazy nut. Whatever. We know the truth. And uh, it's our job to spread this message as much as we can. So that's what I'm going to do. Until next time, if you have any subjects you'd like to talk about, or if you'd like to be interviewed, I'm still working on that part, by the way, too. I need to find a some kind of a recording device and a way to connect with any of you Skype Google Hangout, something like that then I need a way to record that conversation and split it apart And has a lot of techie stuff, I just haven't done it yet I'm sure it'll be simple once we actually sit down and do it but yeah, we'll do that next, I think that's going to be fun too, anyway thanks again for listening and until next time, you've been listening to the brand new Vegan Podcast